0: Hey, y'all, my name is Jacob Northrop, and you are listening to the Casually Spiritual Podcast.
1: Hey, Alec here, bringing you another episode of the Casually Spiritual Podcast, a show where we share the lives of everyday people living an everyday life in faith. Today, I have my friend, Jacob Northrop. Jacob is actually my age and he's a pastor out in Colorado, though. He's doing things completely different from where we thought his life was gonna go, as you're gonna find out. His story is one when you really give it over to God, when you really start selling out for the gospel, he can do miraculous things in your life, and I'm so excited. This conversation is actually one where we're just catching up. I haven't like really sat down and talked to Jacob in a while. We've seen each other's lives through social media. And so I'm inviting you to listen in on our conversation of us catching up where we've been the last five years out of high school. And I hope you enjoy it. Okay, I am so excited. I say that every podcast, but this one just feels a little different because I did not think I could ever get this episode, but I have Jacob Northrop here. Say hello, Jacob. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I am so excited. You have the greatest smile out of all the (laughs) guests so far. Well, it's good to be here. I'm excited. You're a very handsome guy. I just want everyone to know that. I'm sorry. This starting is so weird. But yeah. I'm
0: glad this one's not videoed because you don't want to see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's already gaming the previews. We're doing video ones. So we might have pictures. So thank you. Thank you for the Of course. A little plug. Technical shout out. Yeah. But um. To get everybody up to speed, we met about seventh grade at Chaffin Junior High School, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Uh, we were both in choir. We both did football for a little bit. Heyo. Uh, do you how much of football did you actually play? Uh, I actually didn't play much at all. I <laughs> I only played seventh, eighth, and ninth. You played all three years? Yeah, I did. I don't remember that. I just yeah. rem- the only thing I remember is you getting a concussion in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember one of the many? One, one of, the, of The many. Did you have concussion issues? I did, unfortunately. <laughs> do you feel like any of that affects you now no okay good by the grace of god <laughs> <laughs> come on somebody and but me and jacob i'm unlike some of the others like we didn't grow up like super close we played video games a lot together he was always really nice to me jacob's a really nice guy i think to everybody really um but you know we went our separate ways in high school we kept in touch anytime momentum anytime my youth group hung out we always invited jacob he was part of something also called like the Polar Squad, which if people are listening, they're either like really mad or you know you like Polar Squad though. How would, how do you define what Polar oh, Squad? Oh gosh, is?
0: honestly, I have no idea how it started. Uh, I think we all went on a camping trip one time, a couple guys, and I think Clarence or Darian just ended up coming up with the name Polar Squad, and I couldn't really <laughs> tell you why or how it came about. And if they're listening, they're probably gonna shoot me a text saying. <laughs> Why don't you know this? (laughs) But I know it's a little group that we have that's kind of still lasted through the years. Yeah,
1: come on. Look at that. Friendship through the years. Hey, that's right. And I think that's been awesome to see you do that. But then, you know, but we weren't like super involved in each other's lives. Once again, just seeing each other from afar. And you even went to a different high school across town, but, you know, kept up with you. And then we all graduated. And like people do when it's time after graduation, we all go our separate ways. And if you know me, if you've listened, I didn't go to college. I didn't go to a technical four-year college, but, you know, neither did Jacob. And that's kind of where we're going to pick up, Jacob. Yeah. Um. Actually, no, let's rewind before that. What was your life with God and what was your life in high school or so? How would you oh, describe gosh. yourself?
0: <laughs> young Jacob. Uh, young Jacob was a mess. I, I didn't know who I was. Um, and I think anyone listening can relate to that mm-hmm. of... You kind of grow up, and at first you're like your parent's kid, and then eventually you start taking on your own name, and mm-hmm. you start going to your, the the school where everyone knows you for the things you do. Yeah. And for me, those were things of sports. They were things of certain friend groups I was a part of or something like that. But at the same time, I wasn't raised in the church necessarily. Yeah, And so there was no biblical background or spiritual foundation for being a son of of God, mm-hmm. and so for me, it was, well, I'm a baseball player, or I play this, or I do this, yeah. and so I was just a mess, and then eventually getting mi- mixed into the wrong crowds, which I love those guys, and they were so important to that time of life, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, we were just into the wrong things, and so I, the best way to describe it was that I was a kid who th- I w- thought I was on a decent path mm-hmm. until one day I just found myself in the pit and I just found myself messed up drunk and high on something
1: still in the middle of high school right still in the
0: middle of high school and it was just this moment where I was so depressed that I was like I think I don't know what I'm doing with my life wow and that's when I finally came around to the idea that I think I need a savior Mm
1: mm-hmm and you didn't even really know who that was or like did you have any experience in church or did you just know that some people went to church and they were happy I
0: growing up in a town like Fort Smith you grew up around the church because there's so many people who call themselves Christians yeah but it's not like my family went to church on Sundays mm-hmm. I I got church experience from staying at friends' houses on Saturday night and you know, their parents would take us to church on okay. Sunday morning. And so it wasn't anything, like, intentional. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a God that people went to church for, yeah. but I couldn't tell you anything about that God.
1: Okay. So through junior high, through high school, really your thing is, okay, who am I? How do I fit in? Even if that meant, you know, just going to parties, doing whatever you wanted, even if it wasn't for the best. That's how you felt you fit in. That's your That,
0: that was my importance to society, mm-hmm. was being wow. the— being the popular kid or being the kid who was fun at parties or being the one that people wanted around and whatever that meant that was important to me even if it meant breaking maybe moral values or convictions that maybe my parents instilled in me but I thought popularity was probably gonna be more important in life than
1: morality Wow that's that's crazy to hear that you know you've already struggled with that but decided you know what is good isn't what's best is a way yeah and oftentimes it was in the
0: midst of some of those party scenes of waking up with awful headaches or mm-hmm. being hungover, being depressed, or whatever it was. And me just being like, this is not the best life. Yeah. But it gets me the success that I want. Wow. And that's for people's attention, that's for mm-hmm. people's uh, <laughs> friendship. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, I don't know. I'm stuck in this middle ground between. What do I believe versus what do I want in mm-hmm. life? And it was just a really hard time, which obviously leads to me being like, my life, I don't know what I'm going to yeah. do with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. That, what did you want to do then? What, what do you think you were going to do after college? At least in this time, oh, what do you think you were going to be when you grew up? Did you have a plan at all? <laughs> uh, I think like any young
0: athlete, um, naturally you want to be in the, um, for me it was a major league, so baseball. Baseball and i thought for sure that's going to be my plan from a Come little on. from a little kid i always thought that that's a dream of course that's the dream you put in so many hours of work and your and your dad coaches you along the way and you're like yeah this is my path and, and you so were good i was i you know it's i don't like saying that in the sense of oh yeah look at me <laughs> it, but in the sense of no i made the teams i made the roster i made varsity i did i made team captains yeah. i i was able to work my way up to the point where i was like no i have a sh- i have a chance yeah but at the end of the day, it didn't fill me up. Why do you think that is? Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not the sport that didn't fill me up. Mm. It was the lack of, of, of myself, of who okay. I felt like I was, mm-hmm. without the sport in my life. If that makes sense. So, so like
1: you needed this, but
0: I needed the sport. I needed baseball. I needed the the, the community of it. But without, whenever I left the field, I couldn't tell you anything about myself.
1: So you realize there had to be something more. I'm not just baseball, but I feel like I am. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, I think, what a lot of people will struggle with, with yeah. people who are intensely involved in an extracurricular activity. Wow. Saying, this is saying, this is the way I was brought up. I don't know. This is who I am. But if I were to ask you, tell me something about yourself outside of that, most people couldn't tell you, and that's what leads to a lot of addictions.
1: Wow. Something to fill you up, something to put that gap.
0: Absolutely. Something to bridge the gap between, I don't know who I am, but I want to fill this void, and there's these cool things that mm-hmm. make me feel good in the moment, yeah. so I'm going to go chase after those things. Wow.
1: That's something, that's something cool to hear. I never, you know, like I said, we different high schools, different sides, not really connected in each other's lives. And we were never, like, best friends like that anyway. Really? So it wasn't, like, expected. I still, like, admired you. And even then, you could always say, like, oh, Jacob plays baseball. Like, you know, if you brought <laughs> up the name, what's Northrop do? Oh, he plays baseball. He's pretty good. He might he might play in college. Oh, that's awesome. And then, you know, things just went our different ways. But at what point – okay, so let's jump back. You're saying let's – there has to be more to just yeah. this party life and you felt like you need a savior. Were you starting to get better with God in the middle of high school, or what's this process going to look like before we graduate? I had to hit rock bottom before I could ever find a mountaintop. Okay. And wow. for
0: me, that was me in the, unfortunately, it was the height of my depression, which led to a lot of suicidal temptations wow. and thoughts. Throughout high school, that a lot of people don't realize I went through, but it was something I, that I in, don't even, I yeah, was the first time hearing of it. Yeah, in private, it was a huge struggle of mine for a couple of years of just if I wasn't high or if I wasn't playing baseball, I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't, you know, around girls or whatever. And obviously, that was such a big part of my life that I was like, there's no purpose of living, this is all meaningless. Wow. And for me, that hit the point of, like, I need something, and I don't know what I need. Mm -hmm. And that's when someone stepped into my life, very important to me at that time, and was like, I think I have an answer. And I was like, oh, whatever, sure, everyone has an answer. But what this person did is they took me to the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And they took me and showed me what Jesus was like in a way that was so tangible, through hands-on being there, walking alongside of me in the darkest hour of my days, and saying I'm your friend no matter what, mm-hmm. and that represents the model of Jesus more
1: than anything else in my life up to that point. So they got you into church, like youth group or just Sunday service. What was that starting to look like? Was it just prayer?
0: It was a little bit of youth group of inviting me to certain church events that mm-hmm. I would warm up to if it was like a nice gathering with yeah. food or games yeah. or whatever. You know, naturally free food, free stuff. Yeah, free food, free free games. Girls uh-huh. are going to be there. You know, all the enticing Christian girls as are a, awesome, right? A yeah, teenage guy <laughs> where you're. Just just like I don't know what I want but I've heard those things are nice <laughs> and and I just so it started with youth group uh-huh. and then eventually it was inviting me to what I work for now for the desperation conference.
1: Okay, so you're so like middle of high school you're like okay maybe I'm trying to figure it out. So like did you would you say you got saved in high school?
0: I got saved going into my senior year. The summer okay. going into my senior year.
1: Yeah, okay. And so your senior year is going to be the platform for it. Okay. Let's finish things up. I'm gonna be good Christian guy now. Yeah. Um, but was it easy going into senior year? Were you balancing that well? Like, <laughs> oh. did you actually did you like do kind of both sides, or was it hard? How were you balancing party and now Jesus? Which oh you didn't. Gosh. I don't think he agreed with what you were doing. <laughs> it's easily the hardest, pro- probably one of the harder years of
0: my life. Yeah. Of now, I have this. The best way that I can put it is that I was still the same kid, but now I had conviction in me. Oh, of wow. like I still did all the same things but now at the, at the end of the day I felt bad about it rather than okay oh it's fine it's fine yeah. these aren't bad these are th- these are just normal things that everyone does mm-hmm. versus now I'm like oh oh god I'm sorry
1: but did that change your behavior at all uh, uh I wanted to change but I didn't know how because I stuck with the same friend group Okay, so your environment didn't change. The inside of you did, but like outside it was like, okay, Jacob, Jacob kind of goes to church now, but like he's still Jacob though. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. And that is what I preach more than anything. Mm-hmm. Your your friendship will shape your future. And it yeah. will shape how you walk in spirituality. Mm-hmm. It'll help you walking in your faith. Yeah. And it's so vital and for me at that time in my life I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so I just stuck with the same crowd
1: thinking that I was going to change, but that's impossible. Yeah. So somebody invited you desperation, though. Yes. And you. What, explain to me, actually, what all desperation is. Give <laughs> me the one-minute pitch on, like, if you were to say, hey, if you're a desperation, no, what is it? Give me, like, a one-minute pitch.
0: Desperation is a movement that started probably about 20 years ago from the heart of a guy named David Perkins, who, yeah. um, who basically had this call on his life and this mission statement to see a generation in desperate pursuit of God who who for for who basically turned everything else away yeah. from the world and said Jesus is my number one priority and come life. on and to specifically see the young generation it's of a, today. it's a youth movement it's a youth movement um which started a long time ago and has since worked into a conference yeah. which I went to which is a 3 day event every summer where thousands of teenagers gather and we basically just cry out to God and say come Holy Spirit, we need Mm -hmm. you. You are our number one priority God. And since then, it's birthed into a Bible college. And then, you know, it was a youth group for a while. Mm -hmm. It had its own
1: sector of the church. Come on. Um, And so it really is a cool, cool thing they got to be a part of. Okay, so they invite you to do like an internship or the college for them, I guess.
0: Well, it's a it's a college but it's technically an internship slash slash college so it's a little hard to explain sometimes but i basically after high school i moved out to colorado springs after i got saved at desperation conference and was like those people there was something different about Mm -hmm. them i want to learn what they were doing and so they had this internship opportunity where i go okay yeah i'll go I have nothing better to do if I, I could go play baseball but end in the same route. I could go and do these regular college things and probably not change too much. Yeah. Or I could go and do something radical at the time and drop everything and go out to Colorado, wow. which isn't that bad of a place. Come on. I know best, that. Come one of the on best states now. in the world. <laughs> but at the same time, it was so scary for me of like, I'm literally going to like work in a church, be in a church, do all these things. Did you feel things. unqualified to do that? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Mm. It, and I didn't know I was going to feel that way until I got there, and everyone oh, wow. was so spiritual. Everyone so you were just like,
1: like, sure, but you were like, oh, this is a lot bigger than me. I was that kid me. who's
0: still going through withdrawals <laughs> while everyone else is like leading prayer meetings and like talking about all these awesome things when yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh, crap, I think I need a drink. You f- <laughs> <And I'm laughs> in the like, middle of it, you needed yes, a drink? Yes, <laughs> because it was just such a culture shock for me that these people are able to live this life where they don't need substances in order to find joy. Wow! And for me, that was so out of the ordinary Yeah, that I was like, which thankfully I'm able to walk in that now, uh-huh. but at the time I thought it was just so out of this world. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? But it ended up being the best decision I've ever made.
1: I remember you going into it. We were so excited because I remember senior year, we're getting better with our faith. And we see, oh, Jacob, you know, he loves Jesus now. <laughs> you hang out with us sometimes. It's awesome. And then you say, like, yeah, I'm going to go do this Bible college stuff in Colorado. We're like, dude, that's awesome. We're like, yeah. look at Jacob. And then I remember a specific story. I wanted to mention it now. Okay. We talked oh, a little. It was just a Snapchat. It was a quick Snapchat story. You were hanging with a bunch of the dudes. And y'all are doing flamethrower, like farting with a lighter, doing Listen, like flamethrowers oh with the hairspray. <laughs> and, but, and they're not like, there's like cussing like on this Snapchat story. And we're just like, Jacob, what are you doing? We're like, is he gonna get kicked? Like, you, he can't do this. And we're like, and I remember Darian's just like, I oh, no, he'll figure it out, you know. And we were just like, huh, if Jacob, if it works out for Jacob with this Bible thing, that'll be amazing. We, we weren't doubting you, we were just like, who is this guy going to desperation? Do you know Uh, what I'm talking about? Unfortunately, (laughs) or fortunately, I don't.
0: (laughs) Um, But if the viewers could see how red in the face I am about (laughs) this, because it's most likely true um, in the sense that there was a lot of things that (laughs) if I could take back, I would, Uh, or if I could delete off of, those stories or yeah. Snapchats or whatever or just go back in time and just not hit send it's not even a christian thing it's like a life like
1: why was i so dumb why was
0: i just that kid who just went along with everything someone, <laughs> someone mentions an idea and i'm like oh yeah let's do that why not and i'm like okay jacob but, okay. Yeah. So, I mean. Thanks but you for bringing that up. <laughs> but,
1: but that helped me actually frame why I kind of wanted you here. It's just even going into it. And you talked. Like, going into this, you are not, like, super. You're not the Jacob I know now. Like, it, it's a miracle still standing in the way you're talking to me that all these things are going on. Yeah. I would have never imagined having this kind of conversation with you. So, let's bump forward. You feel unqualified. You yeah. feel like, I don't belong here. I'm different from these people but you're going to push through and things are going to work out. Was there any moment coming up within the next year in Colorado, next year or two, that like really shifted Jesus into you, like it started becoming more real? Or what did this process look like once you got there?
0: Yeah, it looked like, I can't emphasize the importance of how someone stepped into my life who was older and called out the calling that God had on my life. Wow. And they saw it before it ever happened. Yeah. And they walked with me through that process and they called me into it and they called me to a higher standard of living that if it wasn't for those people along the way, I would have easily dropped out by now. And as a spiritual leader now, I can't emphasize the importance enough of, of filling those shoes mm-hmm. and finding young people who don't quite know yet wow. that they're called. And you're like, hey... I want to walk with you towards this thing Mm -hmm. that I see God putting on your life. And that's what kept me in the game. That's what kept me going. And that over the next two years was so intense. And I hated every second of it (laughs) because you're like comfortable, you're fine, you're happy. But they're like, hey, do this. There's more. There's more. And I'm like, gosh, why do I have to do more? (laughs) What do you mean there's more? And they're like, no, trust me. Like, get up a little bit earlier or try this or read a little bit longer. Pray an extra hour. And you're like, are you kidding me? But at the end of it, I'm like, wow. They knew what they were saying. Mm -hmm. They knew what they were talking about. And the fact that the Lord gave me enough willingness to obey and to submit to their leadership— is exactly why I am the way I am today.
1: And so it wasn't like some big moment, but it was like a culmination of various like smaller moments. Like someone says, yes. "Jacob, you're a great guy." And the next thing, "Jacob, you're a leader." Next thing, "Jacob, yes. you're going to do this." And it's like, "Okay. Oh, yes. okay."
0: It was like the it was like little nuggets along the way. Yeah, It was, bro- it was the breadcrumbs that wow. led me towards the kingdom of God. That was just like that led me towards the depths of scripture. That was like it was just enough to get me through that day. And I think oftentimes people are looking for that life-altering moment where they finally realize what they're called to in life. And for me, I looked for the same thing. But what ended up happening was one person just c- gave me an encouraging word of, hey, man, you're doing a great job. And I just was like, okay, like, thank you. Wow. And then the next day it was, hey, I really, I really want to see you stay around really you you want me to be here and Mm. it's like oh my gosh and just that keeps going and going and so the importance of encouragement is is so undervalued
1: so it sounds like you did this and it was hard but you're like okay i'm gonna stick it out and with after a year year or two you actually just looked at yourself like am i different and it was never (laughs) it was never a natural it just naturally happened that you became jacob northrop man of god basically yeah and, That's so and cool. it's
0: funny that you don't see it oftentimes. Yeah, and I just want to encourage everyone who's listening that oftentimes you don't see yourself change in the mirror, but I can promise you that other people are. Yeah, that your private life may not look awesome at the moment, mm-hmm. but if you make the small moment decisions of of pursuing Jesus, yeah, it will show in the public square. I think and that's so important. It will, it will absolutely change your life.
1: Yeah, I, even looking through my spiritual life, I always just kind of did my own Christian thing, and it'd be people that would be like, wow, Alec, that was a good prayer. I'd be like, I mean, it was just a prayer. Like, no, that was good. <laughs> that's not me being like cocky about how I yeah. pray, but it was that somebody would say like, hey, you're good at that. Oh, sure. And then going to small groups, somebody would tell me like, hey, that was a good answer. It's like, I, I don't know. I just thought it was an answer. But then slowly, I think it was people telling me like, no, that's good, or no, like, God did something there that like I never realized that I thought I was just like doing something that's and I would honestly not be confident. But then people would be like, no, 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 use that or that's a gift. So it's cool yeah. to see that reflected in you just at like honestly a different point. Yeah. And what I learned through the internship was.
0: Those small moments where everyone sees that one-minute prayer, what they don't see is the thousand hours of prayer that you did alone with God. Come on. That leads you to that one moment, that one sentence where it changes someone's life, but it has to first start in the secret place. Starts with
1: you. Starts inside.
0: Absolutely. If it doesn't start in the secret place, people just expect to have a great message. Mm -hmm. People expect to have this sermon that's going to come out that's going to change the world. But I can tell you, it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. It happens by saying, I'm just going to read my Bible this morning. Come on. And I'm going to pray and intercede on behalf of my friends this
1: morning. And no one is going to hear it. That's so good. Um, what did you actually do in this internship, actually? <laughs> I feel like we actually stood around People were like, wow. people. It's not like the way we kind of framed it so far. You went to Colorado and people just started filling you up. I forgot. <laughs> You're actually doing stuff at yeah. desperation as and how did you intern
0: okay so very intensely um spiritual so
1: <laughs> the opposite of this podcast <laughs> that's so funny casually
0: spiritual intensely spiritual
1: intensely spiritual your podcast next yes <laughs> um we prayed and
0: then we prayed again mm-hmm. and then we worshiped and then we worshiped again and that was our days and people think i'm being dramatic or or i'm just blowing stuff out of the water at that point. But what they didn't see is that we literally would spend hours every single day in the prayer room crying out for revival in America, crying out for our friends to be saved, crying out for our family to be saved. And we saw so many amazing things. And sure, there's a lot of things like we interned under different ministry tracks or we did a lot of collegiate level classes. But the most important thing that the internship does is that it puts you in the place where you are for lack of a better term stuck in the prayer room <laughs> with a bunch of other people and you're, they're, you're told to pray and it cultivates this discipline in you to mm-hmm. actually learn how to pray
1: wow dang because this whole time i'm thinking the normal internship write some content stack some chairs write more content stack some chairs oh oh, oh we stacked
0: okay, enough yeah. chairs to <laughs> to fill any sanctuary in all of america let's not forget yeah you still did the you
1: still did the hard part <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, we did the parts that were just, oh, no one wants to do.
1: Were you given other responsibilities other than, like, event grunt work? Like, were you over anything? Did you have responsibilities, like classroom, stuff like that? No, thankfully, because we learned the lesson that you first have to lead
0: without a mic. Yeah, You have to lead without the stage before you can ever earn the honor of being on a stage. so right. Because the spotlight could crush you. Wow. It could absolutely crush your character mm-hmm. if it's not first being built on the solid rock. Or or like David, if he never learned how to shepherd out in the field with no one watching, he could have never become king.
1: Wow. So that's so good. That's so right. I think a lot of us look at the stage, and somebody had to like say that to me. I don't think I like struggled with that. But I remember once before, like the first time I ever hosted, somebody like pulled me aside, and he was like, hey, this is an audience of one. Like this, you're not doing this for the people out there. God's going to use you, but like, it's not about you in that moment. I think that's so good. And Greg, our old youth pastor, he used to tell me, or he used to all of us, ministry is 5% people, 95% stacking chairs. Absolutely. (laughs) If you can't stack chairs, you can't preach into a mic. That's right. (laughs) And that that still sticks with me. So I'm just, I saw literally, if I stack a chair, I'm like. 5% 5% people, 95 stacking chairs. Like, I still don't like it. I still hate stacking chairs. Yeah. But, but like, okay, so you did like the normal though, like let's help at the church, Absolutely. help at the conference. Okay, so that Absolutely. was still in there. because. Yes. But there was a lot of prayer. And I guess for you, somebody that wasn't used to it, you, you had no choice but to like, you're either like gonna learn to pray or like this isn't gonna work. Absolutely. And I chose
0: the stubborn route for the longest time. I thought, I don't need to learn this. I'm fine. <laughs> and I would check out and, and think, the Lord, that he's so gracious. Come on. And he's so kind, and he gently guides us back to the path. It's not harsh, it's not mean, and it's not rude. It's so gentle and kind, and he just continually would listen to me be distracted or me turning him away 15 minutes into our two-hour-long prayer meeting. Yeah. And he'd just be like, okay, let's try again next prayer meeting. Let's try again tomorrow. And that's just the way I heard him every time, which finally broke me. And I was like god i'm so sorry wow help me learn how to press in Mm -hmm. for an extended period of time
1: yeah so the internship finishes up like it's a or school and internship is that like two years yes so you don't come back to arkansas though like you finish but jacob never came back (laughs) where did your life go um
0: i ended up so the reason i agreed with two years is because that's where it's at now. When I went through the program, it was actually a three-year program. Oh, so did you have another year? I did. Okay, so okay. I started a third year, and after a major turn of events with staff leadership and things that happened, um, there was a there was a void in the staff leadership, and they ended up calling me up into that position. Wow. And so I got hired in the middle of my third year. What was that position? And, oh, it was, it was a 19-hour administrative assistant to the conference that... Okay. You know, base pay, but it was enough to. It was like, oh, praise God! Hey, money's I'm money. <laughs> I'm an intern. I need money. I want to stop eating ramen. <laughs> praise God! Oh, so you were job.
1: living also that broke student intern life. Absolutely, I, I didn't know that either. Okay, so and so you got a job, and that's part of the reason you stayed. Just do the yeah. backside of things. Yeah, it
0: was just that. For me, I was like, well, this is the only job opportunity I have, so let's take it sure and i ended up staying there the rest of that year and then i had the opportunity to stay on for the following year and got got moved to full time
1: come on
0: and i was just like sure yeah.
1: why not and, and it's not like something and like did you have to pray hard like honestly no. did you pray hard you were just like oh yeah i'll do it
0: yeah i <laughs> i will tell anyone definitely if you get a job offer take a, take a couple <laughs> days and pray but for me, at that time of my life, especially at
1: 2021 20, I think it was,
0: <laughs> I was just like, I have nothing better to do. Mm-hmm. Great,
1: but it's something incredible. You I mean really haven't been super strong on Jesus for a long time, but now you are part of one of the biggest like Christian movements in the youth in like America, <laughs> and God like placed you there. That's something crazy to think about. At what point do you start like reflecting like man, God, you're good. Throughout the entire
0: process, honestly, for a kid like me who does not deserve to be there, who is totally unqualified, who still struggles in a lot of ways that I wish I didn't, Mm -hmm. um, every day I wake up driving into work, and I know that seems seems like I'm exaggerating it, but I just go into church, and I have those students looking at me every day, and I'm just like, God, I'm so unworthy, and yeah. every single day I just say, God, you're so good.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so good. That <laughs> Repeat it. We're just going to go back and forth. God, you're so good. We can just go on and on on that. Absolutely. So you're still kind of there. I, I know we're in transition. We'll get to that. So God is putting you in the spot. It's three years. You come on, full, finish three years. Come on full time. I'm re- really trying to learn all this because, yeah. like I said, I, I don't know. I kind of went in the dark there for a while. <laughs> no, you got to keep going. I Honestly, I don't know where we're going on this. What, no, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, just story share girl. kind of the
0: rest of how I got to the point where I'm at now. And that's me just continuing to say yes, even when it felt like I sh- shouldn't necessarily. Uh-huh. There's a lot of times where if I would have listened to the voices in my head or listened to the voices from certain friends in my life or listened to people that maybe sh- I shouldn't have been listening to um, I would have left a long time ago but I heard a couple key voices in my life that told me to stay and a couple mentors of mine who just said stick this thing out watch mm-hmm. what happens god has a plan here for you yeah. don't move across the country here and I just thought okay I will and it wasn't easy but I ended up staying and eventually a couple more sad transitions happened and I ended up getting called into more of a director role over the program. Wow. So at this point, it was totally like left field. What in the heck am I doing? <laughs> I'm literally leading this Bible college internship at 22, and I'm the same age as most of them.
1: What's like your title? It's not about titles, but like, yeah. what is it?
0: Well, yeah, it's not about titles. But um, I guess technically, I'm the pastor men's pastor of Desperation Ministry Academy, and then the administrator <laughs> for the Desperation Conference. So there's a lot of roles within you're, that. You're ever,
1: important.
0: <laughs> if you ever worked in the church, you know that your job title means dot, 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 and anything
1: else. <laughs> yeah. No, like, you're so humble about it. This whole thing, you're smiling. You're like, I see it in your mind, like, how do I say this without like making it look like I'm like this guy? But no, you're really humble about it. But to us in Tulsa, back in Arkansas, we're like, what is Jacob doing? We're like, how is he doing all this? Cause we're grinding it out and we're and it's not and it's yeah. like, you are doing so much. Like, look at Jacob. Look at Jacob. Another good conference. And then like you hear it through like you hear it through the grapevine or whatever. No, Jacob got promoted. No, Jacob's doing something else. And we don't know how we hear these things, but like people are just saying, No, yeah. Jacob, Jacob's been doing awesome stuff. And we're just like, Man, we're so proud of Jacob. You know what
0: happens is Thank you, first of all, Um, but God promotes the willing and humble ones, Mm -hmm. the ones who are willing to take the low route and say, I don't deserve this, I'm not chasing after the spotlight, and I wasn't. I thought I was going to go work a normal job, I thought I was going to leave ministry, I thought that, I still think that sometimes, but at the end of the day, I say, God, send me where you want me, Mm -hmm. and I will go. Yeah. and I will serve faithfully until my legs give out. Like, that's the mentality. It's just once I pick my hand up to the plow, I'm not letting go. Come on. And that was just what got me to the place I was at today. And I can promise you that your faithfulness will get you promoted if you're looking for that. But at the same time, David was never look, looking to be anointed to be king. Yeah. He was faithfully tending his sheep, and that is something that is So important in your young years is find people to pour into and I can promise you that someone will see you
1: Wow, you know, I went into this like not knowing what the story was going to be about not the turns and I was wondering if I was going to like a breakdown so this happened and this happened but hearing you talk it's continually you're just saying no this is how good God was this is how good God was that what you learned through the last four or five years was you know God is good God is good that it wasn't a breakdown let's not it's not about the events but it's just God was good through all of it and that you were faithful even when you didn't know what you were putting your faith into. Like, where is this leading? What's the end goal? But it's like, no, you were just there. You were yeah. just willing. And I, I think that's so cool that that's the story of how you got here. Is yeah. if people were to ask me like, how did Jacob do this? It's he, uh, you listen to the episode. He doesn't know. He just, <laughs> he was just there. <laughs> I just served faithfully,
0: man. And someone just came along and once again said, Hey, I see this in you. And I said, really? And so just recently, I, I just got my pastoral license through New Life.
1: Pastor Jacob hey, Northrup. I,
0: I'm telling you, <laughs> if anyone listens to this from high school, they're going to be like, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just something that once again, someone came along and said, I see the call of God on you. Let's do this thing. And I just mm-hmm. thought, if they see it, okay, I'm mm-hmm. down. And it was it was a hard process and a long process. But at the end of it, I just thought, wow, Mm. that's amazing. Thank you for calling that out. And finally, now I'm walking in it. And so it's a really cool thing.
1: So do you still just do mainly administrative stuff or do you preach at all? Do you speak? I do get to preach. What's your day-to-day now?
0: Um, So I split my day between... Conference administration and marketing and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff, phone calls and emails. And then the other side of it is discipleship. So that comes through multiple avenues. One is preaching and teaching, which Mm -hmm. is my passion. I love it. I'm excited about it. Your smile lit up. But it's just, it's something that I've never felt that before on Mm -hmm. my life, except when I'm getting to exhort the word of God Mm -hmm. and reveal the voice of Jesus to other people. And, along with that, you know, I get to teach classes and do mm-hmm. things like that. And, but the biggest thing that I want to emphasize on is the one-on-one discipleship is yeah. pulling young men into my office and getting to hang out with them, getting to mm-hmm. listen about girl drama, <laughs> getting to listen about problems
1: with people. And that's where Jesus is made famous. Most that's often. right. Come on. I, I love hearing your heart. I love seeing where it's come, especially like even in the evolution of how far this episode has gone, in the very beginning, you're very reflective on, man, was that my life? And to see you jump mm-hmm. in the moment we got to talk about God, you just you went a completely different, re- different direction. <laughs> you're like, no, 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 I can talk about God now, oh, not absolutely. about what I used to be. Absolutely. That's that born again stuff right oh, there. Oh, absolutely. That is the so old cool. life
0: is gone and the new one is with Christ. And it's just like the moment that I finally stepped into my faith it's true. Paul was right. Yeah. That your old, that your flesh and your past self dies it literally oh, dies man. and is buried yeah and you are now raised again with the power of christ yeah and for me that is a completely different jacob that i have to at the same time choose to walk in yeah oftentimes it's really hard to remember or you fall back into your old ways but taking the step of faith and saying this morning i'm choosing to walk in faith and walk by the power of the spirit and press in mm-hmm. to, the, to the things of god you
1: know, I, I see the story going here. We can just go on and on how good he is, how how he's using you, but your life is still to be seen on how how great are you gonna make God known. I think it's so cool. I wanna encourage you in that. That's so cool to hear you talk. Like, I'm literally right now just like <laughs> so excited for you. I'm excited about God in oh. you and it's just like, Man, dude, God's gonna do something in your life and do other people. So cool that you get to be that person now that, you know, stepped into your life and now you're doing it for others. Um Jacob. At the end of your life, and God says you had a purpose, you had a story, and it was blank. What is a story of God in your life? What was the story of Jacob? I want to be found faithful. Wow. I
0: just want to be found as a man who ran after God Mm -hmm. with his whole heart and never gave up. Yeah. And I know that that's a lot of people, but I've seen a lot of people burn out, and I'm really scared about that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just say, God, at the end of my life, whenever that day comes and I w- walk into Your gates and embrace You, yeah, I just want to hear, "Well done, you served faithfully." Yeah, and that means if I have to take the low route and I'm never heard again, and I go into the desert and no one hears of me, I'm never famous, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm never rich, mm-hmm. I'm a missionary on the field. Praise God if I was Come faithful, on. and that. Is going to translate into everything from marriage, to being a husband, to being a dad, to being a grandfather one day. Hopefully those things happen. Come on. And it's just saying like, no, I'm going to walk in faithfulness.
1: Yeah. Jacob, that's so cool. I think this story, just hearing somebody that never gave up and was faithful and was rewarded and God saw so, mo- so much more. I think that's going to work do wonders in so many people's lives um from this episode if you're cool with it if we want to see where your life takes you if we want to connect or encourage you hmm. in anything you're on social media where can we connect with jacob Northrop?
0: yeah i am First and foremost, not the biggest social media guy. I know I that. do post every <laughs> once in a while, give a little update here yeah. and there. But if you do want to give me a little shout out or follow anything along the way, um, Instagram, Jacob underscore Northrop, um, and then... North, N-O-R-T-H, R-O-P. R-O-P, that's right.
1: Northrop. Northrop. <laughs> Northrop.
0: I don't know. What, however you want to pronounce it, it's great. <laughs> Just call me Jacob.
1: And uh, and then Facebook as well. So, yeah, um, not not too much, though. <laughs> This is such a good episode. Just If you need a good pick-me-up, know God is good, I'm going I'm to tell people to listen to this one.
0: Oh, well, thank you. And really, thank you for what you're doing in the call in your life and how you've picked up on that along the way. Mm-hmm. And specifically, what I'm talking about is how you're bringing spirituality and the conversation that happens right here in your living room where we need it most we need it around the dinner table we need it in the coffee shops we need it sitting on our couches it's not just for church it's not just for sunday mornings it is an everyday conversation. So thank you for having me on and, and everything that you're doing in your life. So thank you.
1: Oh my gosh, he is feeling <laughs> we gotta end this because we can just <laughs> keep going on. The fact that I'm literally trying to end it and you're still like, no, nah, let's let's fill up let's show God is still good. Let's fill each other no, up now. This is talk. awesome. <laughs> I can tell now, Jacob. This was such a blast and I hope everybody got something out of this. Uh any final words? Thank you and uh, you know, pursue Jesus. That's a good one. See you guys. Guys, that was such a good episode. Jacob is such a good guy. Like, when I'm telling you I didn't know where his life was going to go, I really didn't. And hearing him talk how he does now was not the Jacob I thought I met in seventh grade, not the one I saw in high school, but see the man of God he's become. That's something that's going to fill me up. That's something that's going to stick with me. That God can really use people that whenever they're willing, whenever they don't know, that he definitely has a plan to do so many good things for his glory and that story is definitely from jacob i am so blessed by this conversation i hope you are too and i can't wait for the next one and see what god is doing in other people's lives see ya thanks for listening to this episode of the casually spiritual podcast if you like this episode and want to hear more follow subscribe and leave a review on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and support us by sharing on social media To stay up to date, follow us on Instagram at Casually Spiritual, on Twitter at This Is the CSP, and leave us a like on Facebook.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening to the Casually Spiritual Podcast.